As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Sophie Robinson. Sophie is one of the amazing women who is in Babe Crafted with me, which if you are a woman entrepreneur as a group, you must check out, especially if you're located in the Tampa Bay area. And Sophie is a planner turned virtual assistant for wedding pros with a decade of experience in the wedding and events world. Sophie has managed resort events, corporate team buildings, weddings, poolside family trivia, conferences, and trade shows which is why she started her VA business for event professionals specifically. She helps her clients behind the scenes to meet their goals, streamline their day-to-day, and focus on what they love most. Sophie is joining me on the podcast to talk about the difference between employees and contractors. When Sophie started her business, she really didn't understand what it meant to be an independent contractor and found herself in situations where her clients were treating her like employees. And so she had to go and navigate the process to reset expectations and turn those relationships into true relationships that should be happening between an employee, excuse me, between a business and an independent contractor. If you are a business owner who is thinking about or works with independent contractors, This episode is a must listen because this is a very important difference for you to understand and you do not want to be treating your employees, or excuse me, you do not want to be treating your contractors like employees because it could get you into a lot of trouble. So this conversation is from the contractor's perspective And it provides so much great insights that will help you run your business correctly as you go to hire your next team members. So let's jump into the conversation. Hi, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, thank you for, once again, thank you for being here. But to kick us off, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Sure. So I am currently a virtual assistant for wedding professionals, but it has been a bit of a journey to get there. This is a new venture that I've been in since June. I have a decade of experience in weddings and events. I started out mostly working in like the hotel space and doing conferences, weddings, uh, poolside trivia, you name it. And my husband or my now husband moved us to Tampa. So when I moved this way, I didn't really know which resort or hotel I wanted to work in and decided let's jump into elementary school teaching. That's going to be my next journey. So much respect for teachers, but that was not my zone of genius. So I was kind of looking for a way to get back into the wedding event industry, but on a new venture. So that's where I discovered the world of virtual assistants. And while I was finishing up my teaching career, built my business in the background and officially launched back in June. So now I'm a full-time virtual assistant working with wedding and event professionals, and I have learned a lot in the last few months. So I'm excited to talk to you about that today. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your new journey. It, it, you know, it's always those exciting times when you start a, a new business and you're, you, you really do learn a lot at first because there's a lot that you don't know that you don't know until you're in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah and- definitely. And one of the things that we're talking about today is really the difference between contractors and employees. Now, Sophie, I know when we were talking before, this is something that you've had to learn a little bit along the way, help people understand the difference, help people understand what you are to their business um, and everything. So I really want to dive a little bit into that. And I feel like this is such, such an important topic. It's one that if you go back through a lot of the podcast episodes we talk about, we haven't talked about it as much as we should, I think lately, but there's a big difference between contractors and employees. And if you get it wrong, you can get fined by the IRS. You can (laughs) overlap taxes. There's a lot of things that can happen if you get it wrong. So this isn't a mistake you want to make. And you might be making the mistakes because you don't know. So if you find out from this episode that you're making mistakes of misclassifying your team members, take the action to correct your mistakes because it can come back to, to bite you if you're caught doing it wrong. And there's also with the IRS, if they find out that you're misclassifying people, they look at it as, do they think you were malicious with your misclassification or not? And if they think that you knew the difference and you were doing it on purpose, you can get bigger fines than if they look at that and say, okay, you made a mistake. We're still going to punish you for making a mistake, but it won't be as big of a punishment. So this is a very important topic. And another reason why I love this topic and I cannot wait to get back into it is my very first full-time job out of college, I was misclassified. They had me as an independent (laughs) contractor when I shouldn't have been. And the reason why it went on as long as it did was I didn't know the difference. They just told me, hey, this is your tax classification. This is kind of what it means. And I'm just like, okay, that's just what it must be to have a job. Like I didn't know any different. So I love being able to educate people on the difference because I feel that it's something people need to know so they don't get into situations where things are wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things that's like, it's big and scary, especially when we start talking about the IRS and like misclassification and um, it wasn't malicious, but also anyone in business, you know, 
you want to do things right, but there's not necessarily a great guidebook. Like I wish there was something that says um, wedding professional, these are the exact things to look for. There's still like some looseness in those guidelines. And, you know, a lot of the professionals that I've encountered would love to have a very clear answer, but it's important to really sit down and evaluate. And I've always been an employee. And I think that's been a lot of my learning journey just since starting my own business is my entire career up until now, I've been an employee. I've never been an independent contractor. And so even on my side of things as being the client or being the employee that they're hiring, being the you know professional that they are hiring, I didn't know to set that up in my onboarding process with my clients and have some of these conversations about the difference. And so we have truly like figured it out together um, and had conversations about it. And I'll kind of get into that. But working for hotels, I was an employee of XYZ brand. I memorized all of their missions and I just lived and breathed that brand. And even, you know, as an elementary school teacher, I was an employee of that district. And so as I started this new journey, I knew what tax wise, I was an independent contractor and that when it's time to do my taxes, I have 1099s and all of these things, but I didn't know how to have that conversation and clarity with my new clients and how to really explain the difference. So it, it, there's a lot to dive into and, you know, I'm still learning and my clients are still learning. Yes. Yeah. And I think you've said a few important things there and I can't wait to talk more about your journey. But one of the things you mentioned is like, it's sometimes not clear and the IRS has information up on their website where you could go to say, is it an employee or is it an independent contractor? And there are so much gray area there. So as we're getting into this, I always would say, if you look at the stuff on the IRS website and you're still like, I have no idea you could either go on the side of caution and say, well, then it's an employee position because you will you won't really ever get in trouble for calling someone an employee and classifying them as employee when they're really not, um, as long as you're doing everything right for the tax purposes and all that stuff. If yeah. you're really treating them and doing everything as an employee, it's when you um, start mistreating the independent contractors and stuff that you can get into that really uh, gray area where you can get fined and everything. But if you really don't know and you want to make sure you're doing it right, speak to an attorney, they can help you figure out where this position should really fall legally. And they can also help you figure out how to get out of that gray area, how to adjust the position so you're not in the gray area. Because that's where a lot of the problems fall. It's like you're in the gray area. And sometimes it can be, well, I interpret it this way, the IRS interprets it this way. And then that's what gets you into trouble. Yeah, especially. And I'm, I'm a virtual assistant. So for a lot of clients in just the virtual assistant world, VAs are the first person that they're hiring to bring in help to their company. They're finally, okay, maybe I do need additional hand. Maybe I would love someone to be in my inbox or um, responding to contracts and invoices and whatever the case may be. A lot of times a VA is that first step to building a team and being an employee versus an independent contractor, there's a huge difference there. And I, you know, started my business and put myself out there and found some amazing clients. And I treated them as they're my employer. I mean, at the end of the day, they're my boss and, and I want to make sure I'm doing work well for them. I want to make sure I have a great working relationship with them. And so I had to really backtrack and explain 
You're giving me a to-do list each week of tasks you would like me to complete, but these are my working hours and this is the turnaround you can expect. Whereas an employee, they come into the office or even if it's a virtual office, they know that they have you for that time and they can expect a quick turnaround and you are the only person you know that they're working for and you're working for. I have many clients that I'm working for as an independent contractor. So I've that's probably the biggest, that was the biggest first step for me saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Even though I feel like an employee for them, I am an independent contractor in that I have lots of different bosses with lots of to-do lists for me to do this week. And I have to explain to them, I don't have immediate email response. You know, you can expect an email back from me within 48 hours. A lot of times it's sooner. Or you gave me the to-do list on Monday during our check-in and I'll have an update for you on Wednesday or Thursday with those items. It's not a Monday afternoon, it's done type thing. Um, So I think that was kind of my first, I need to start figuring this out and have these conversations with them about the differences between me being an independent contractor and an employee and what that looks like in turnaround times or even availability to chat. Right. Yeah. So it's starting at that one thing is like one, one of the differences is the boundaries. And I feel like um, when you're, when you hire an employee in a lot of ways, you as the boss get to set those boundaries, you get to dictate when are they available? You get to dictate, I need you to do this um, action item. I want it done by X, Y, Z. But when it's an independent contractor that you're hiring, you don't get to set those boundaries the contractor sets the boundaries. They tell you when you're available, when they are available. They'll tell you when they can get those deadlines. And some of that, I know if you're listening to this, you might be like, but but that that does that will work for me. I need to know when this is going to get done. And some of that is as you know, Sophie, as you're saying, it's like setting those expectations up front. It's knowing when you go into the relationship, when are they available? You can ask those questions. You can make sure that their availability aligns with when you might need somebody that they're not someone who's working only evenings and you're only working your business during the day and you never have that overlap to talk. It can be that knowing that they have a 48-hour turnaround for anything that you send them or like certain activities is a 48-hour turnaround. Other activities, it might be longer. It's knowing that and making sure you're entering a relationship where those boundaries work for you, but you as the business owner don't get get to control those boundaries when you hire an independent contractor. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, I've always been an employee. And so I'm used to just like immediate turnaround and immediate email response. And my inbox is always open and I'm always, you know, responding and then that quick person. And I think I'm just a people pleaser, like total Enneagram three in general. So that was a tough thing for me is I want to respond to all of my clients immediately. And I want to get, you know, the items on their to-do list all done within the first day and a half that they give them to me. But I had to figure out my boundaries. I had to figure out my realistic, um, you know, schedule for the week and how I could keep my sanity, you know, in all of these different businesses and give them amazing product and feedback, but also a realistic, like, I can't text you back all day, every day, or I can't respond to emails immediately. I'll check the inbox at these three times a day or whatever that case is. So it's, that was definitely a big learning curve. I think also um, I am in the wedding industry. I work with photographers, planners, um, that's my background. And so I wanted to bring that to the table when I'm working with 
business owners who are similar to each other and having that explanation also of um, it's not a non-compete, it's, you know, a, a NDA. And so their business is safe with me. Their trade secrets are safe with me. That's all signed legally, but I can't sign a non-compete that I'm not going to work with any other photographers or any other planners. That's a perk of having an employee because then they aren't working with any of the competition. So I had to battle a couple of, you know, those conversations in the beginning too, to explain the difference and that they're still safe. I'm still working in their business and then I'm still doing amazing things for them, but I do have other photographer clients or I do have other planner clients. And how do I sort that? How do I keep them safe? How do I keep passwords safe and email inboxes, you know, straight, but I am, that's part of my perk of being an independent contractor. As I can say, I work for all kinds of wedding professionals. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's actually one of the signs that I say it, it's, it might be time to move from a virtual assistant to having an employee is when you recognize that you don't want them working with the competition, that you want them all to yourself. And then yes, you can go that employee route. But Sophie, like, as you're saying, you can't tell an independent contractor, you can't go work with anybody else in this industry. You can't really control that unless you're willing to pay big bucks to say, okay, I'm going to buy out your time for a set period of time to say, when we're working together, I am your only client. And then that point in time, if you're going to be buying out all their time, you might as well have an employee anyway and have that additional control. But yeah, like that's another thing. Like, And, and so when you were, obviously, I think there's more things we're going to talk about, but so far, I feel like from probably your client's point of view, these are really hard things to hear. Was there a lot of pushback when you were going through these? And, and how did you navigate those conversations? Yeah, on honestly... I think for it being a learning point on both sides, that absolutely helped. It wasn't me saying, I, you know, am here to tell you the difference between independent contractor and employee. And let me tell you why everything we've done so far is probably not correct. You know, so me starting out in my business and and bringing them on as a client, I said, hey, you know, we've had an amazing first couple of months. And now I'm starting to realize you're needing a quicker turnaround, or you've mentioned a couple of times about um, me not working with other photographers or XYZ, you've voiced a a few concerns. Let's revisit that uh, because I'm learning too. And I love that you're learning with me, but these are some of the differences. And it's a perk to you that I'm an independent contractor only working with wedding professionals because I'm bringing experience from all sides. I'm working with other planners and photographers and DJs and vendors, and that's bringing an advantage to the table of saying I have experience across the industry. Um, So I, I try to spin it in that way and really explain it from that point of view. Um, maybe I have a different idea for a system we can bring on, or maybe there's a different way we can organize the back end of their business. But luckily my clients have been amazing. Um, so it hasn't really had like been any tension type conversation. It's just been from a point of learning and their business owner too, they've had to grow in their business and figure things out. So Luckily, it's been more on a, let's chat about it. Let's do some research together or let's come to an agreement on what we do moving forward. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's really all about setting expectations. 
And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, that expectation that we set, it needs to change. And here's why it <laughs> needs to change. And a lot of it, it's not like you said, Sophie, you didn't go out there and say you were doing this wrong. Now, like you need to do it right. And I'm finally telling you, it's like, hey, we're growing, we're learning. It's okay to change expectations. And that's a good approach of being like, take it from that positive. We're learning, we're going through this together. Here's how it could benefit you as we go through this and everything, because expectations will change as your business grows and evolves. Don't be stuck with the way things have always been. Be willing to change your expectations, but you got to communicate that because it would be a completely different situation if all of a sudden, like Sophie, you just, you decided to change the way you're working and not communicate and just be like, well, this is the way it's going to be. It's the way it's going to be. I don't need to communicate. So, but it's being able to communicate those ne- those changes and, and communicate them effectively makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've grown from June one when I officially launched my website and brought on uh, one or two clients, and then now I'm full time and balancing a busier schedule and turning away, you know, future clients for the time being, and just having those conversations. Hey. I have this coming up this week. I saw your to-do list. I can absolutely do the first four things or can you prioritize four things on this list? I'll try to get to the rest, but I'll give you an update towards the end of the week. You know, just explaining and conversating and, and being open on both sides is so important. And then I can know their priorities as well. But yeah, that turnaround time and the we're figuring out together and hey, I know at the beginning I was available via text, but right now I just really need you to just email me so I can file it away and keep things straight. It's it's important for that to be there on both sides of either an employee relationship or independent contractor relationship. You know, like you think about the people that you enjoy working with and the, the people that you don't enjoy working with. And I think it always comes back to communication and being open with each other. Right. With your clients, have you gone through the, having these conversations and have you had have any of the conversations yet of saying, you know what, I think you really do need an employee, that an employee is in your best interest and not a virtual assistant? Yeah, there have definitely been some times where, you know, we just try to hash that out, especially because I am only one person right now. And so, um, some of the work that has been, you know, put my way. Hey, you know, when we first met, when we first signed our contract, this wasn't really in the scope of things. I think, you know, it'd be better to bring someone on to just focus on that part of your business instead of adding it into mine. Um, And there are definitely clients that I think would benefit from having an employee on their team um, and just having that full-time dedication or even a part-time employee someone who is that amount of hours, but only dedicated to them. So it's, it's been touch and go. I don't think I've really dove into that with any of them, but we've definitely had some great learning conversations around it. Good. And I think you just brought up such a great thing, Sophie, is you don't have to go from having an independent contractor to realizing you need an employee and having that be to a full-time employee. You can go to part-time employees where you still have as the business owner, more of that control without having to say, I need someone, I need to pay someone for 40 hours a week, or what work do I have to give someone for 40 hours a week? Part-time employees can be great employees. And there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of really great skills that can't work a full-time job. They're looking for something to do on a part-time basis. So you don't need to make the jump from an independent contractor to a full-time employee. 
So if part-time is all you need, do that. Yeah. And then you have all of the perks of them being fully dedicated to your business and what you've got going on and, and allowing you to truly grow with people that are excited to be there and, and aren't spread across many clients. So there's so many perks to having an employee. Absolutely. Yeah. A question I have for you, because I feel I've talked to a lot of business owners that just assume they'd be able to make this transition is what would you do if one of your clients said, Sophie, I want you to come work for me full time as someone who's running their own business. Now, obviously the situation might change it, but would you be open and willing to hearing kind of that pitch and getting that offer? Or are you strictly, I'm an independent contractor. I'm running my own business. This is what I'm doing. And if you need to hire an employee, you're going to need to go find someone else. Because the reason why I ask, I feel like a lot of people say, well, I can hire someone as an independent contractor and they'll just switch to be an employee whenever I want them to. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> it's so funny that you asked me that because honestly, my husband is like true entrepreneur. If we could have seven businesses going somehow, we probably would. Um, he is an engineer, works with tugboats and barges and like has all of these, I want to start a business dreams, but he's a true employee. Like he's a true employee of a company. And so he always wanted me to go out. He saw me doing weddings and events and said, I mean, for years, you should start your own. You should go be a wedding planner. You should go do this. You should go do that. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be my own boss. I am happy in like hotel employee land. And I, because like I said, that was my background. And when I made the switch to teaching and I was so out of my zone of genius, like so much respect for teachers. I loved the kids, but man, I knew that was not the career for the rest of my life. That's the first time that I started saying, maybe I should go start my own thing. Maybe I, maybe I could do this. And I was still teaching, but I was doing the research on the back end. And, you know, I was reaching out to groups like Babe Crafted and, and talking to other women entrepreneurs and asking the questions and being like, oh, maybe, maybe I could do this. And so when I dove in one, my husband was in like complete bliss because I was finally doing the thing he's told me to do forever. But two, it just, it gave me this insight of like, I can choose the clients that I get to work with. I can choose essentially who my bosses are, right? Whereas if you go and work for a big company, you never know. Um, and so I had kind of this different spin on it. And now that I'm in it and I'm working with amazing clients and I get to choose the type of work and I get to choose my schedule and I get to really like have my hands in it and also build a business and learn all the things on the back end of it. I would entertain the conversation about being an employee again, um, but it's going to be like a really hard conversation and it absolutely has to have a great price tag on it, I think, because I'm just enjoying this so much. And I enjoy everything that comes with running your own business and being in charge of like the bigger picture and getting to dream up, you know, new avenues and new ventures. And I'm already trying to figure out how to scale because I'm full time in that capacity. And so would I entertain the conversation with one of my clients? Absolutely. I am obsessed with all of them. So I don't even know how I would choose if like two of them came to me at the same time. Um, but 
I would really miss this side of it too. So I, it's definitely what you're saying. Like, yes, you can have an independent contractor who you love and are, you know, would love to bring on your team, but it's a totally different jump to go back to employee. And I think if someone's an independent contractor, maybe that's where their, their brain and their zone of genius like truly is, is running all of those pieces. So that's a really long-winded answer, but <laughs> that like just okay. speaks to how hard that would be for me, I guess. Right. Yeah. And I think that is a really great answer. So for those of you listening, if you ever feel like you're in that spot, one of the things I do tell people, I'm like, make the pitch because you mm-hmm. never know what they're going to say, but you have to you cannot expect every independent contractor you hire to accept a job with you if you offer them an employee job, but you never know. You know, Sophie, as you share, like right now, you're loving every aspect of being a business owner, but someone who goes and does recruiting for some of my clients, there's times I'm talking to people who were business owners and they're like, I love what I was doing but I hated running the business. I hated all that business stuff. And I want to get back into a place where I just can do what I love and not have to worry about the business side. So you never know where your contractors are. Maybe they're waiting for someone to make that offer, or maybe they're going to politely turn you down because nope, they love where they are. They love running their business. And that offer at that time is not right for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, running the business side of things. I mean, I work in specifically the wedding and event industry. That's a lot of creatives and creatives have a hard time with the business side. Just from my experience with my handful of, of amazing clients, a lot of them are handing those business running tasks over to me as their VA. Can you be in my inbox, inbox zero? Because inbox zero is a mission that, you know, is just constant. Or can you get these contracts and invoices out? Because I want to go edit photos or I want to go design albums or I want to blah, blah, blah. Like they want to be in the creative side of their business and they love having their own business, but then they want to hire someone out to run the business running part of it, <laughs> I guess. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely a conversation I think you should always bring to the table if you have someone you feel would be amazing, you know, in your business, but also be prepared that maybe they just love doing their own thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And like what you brought up, Sophie, is like, if you're not really loving those business tasks, but you love being a business owner, you can still get someone to help you with those tasks. You get to control in your business what you do as a business owner and what you don't do. Um, I was just recently talking to a business friend the other day who, after one of their employees left, they got back into some of the day-to-day work because they needed to fill that gap while they were um, going to rehire. And they realized how much they missed it. So they actually restructured their business so they would be able to do some of those tasks day-to-day and get some of the other tasks off of their plate that they thought they should be doing as the business owner at the current stage of their business. But it wasn't essential that those other things be done by them. So they went back to what they love and hired someone for the stuff that they don't love. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important that, you know, when you're building your schedule, whatever type of job you're in, if you're an independent contractor, employee, business owner, like whatever industry, what you're doing day in and day out, you should enjoy doing. And I, that's always been something at the forefront of my mind. My career has always been important to me. Um, but am I doing things at my job or at this workplace or with this boss that 
I genuinely enjoy doing, you know, because I'm spending the most time of my life in my career and I should like the things that I'm doing, you know, <laughs> like I was a, a pool deck manager for a while. And there were times during my day where I would go around with my employees and pick up, you know, use pool towels and bring them back to laundry. And there were other times where I'm wearing a Britney Spears mic and I'm running poolside trivia and cardboard boat races. I much prefer the Britney Spears mic with the cardboard boat races, uh, you know, and the DJ and the interacting with families. There are times where you have to do the the wet pool towel things in your business. Um, but also that's something you could outsource, right? Like that's a piece where I was like, mm, I'll hire people to help me do that so I can be on the mic more. Right. So I think it's just so important that you evaluate and constantly evaluate. Cause like you said, your, your friend, it changed. They thought they were supposed to be doing these things and they outsourced someone and then they came back to it and they're like, actually, I'm going to restructure. So that's important too, is you can change it whenever you want. You can change exactly. your job duties whenever you want. You have the power to do that. Exactly. All right. Before we start wrapping up today, Sophie, can you just maybe give us a little recap or if there's anything else you want to add that if someone is listening and they're they're in that thing of, okay, should I hire, is an employee best or is an independent contractor best? What are some of the things that would be those kind of like red flags stand out that they should go one way or the other? Sure. So the things that I've learned alongside my clients and what kind of brought me to the difference between independent contractor and employee especially from my perspective, was my schedule and my available work hours. You know, when am I available? Is that a good match for them? And what works in their business? Um, The types of tasks uh, that they can give me or delegate to me. Um, The difference between a non-compete and signing an uh, NDA. Do you want me not working for any other wedding photographer and only you? Or do you love that I have my hands in many different wedding pro businesses. Um, and also the timeliness of turnaround and setting those expectations and boundaries. Uh, that's been a big thing, especially since I work with many different professionals. Do they need someone that has a quicker turnaround on projects or a more timeliness with email response or just messaging back and forth to them? Uh, those are kind of the main four things that I've run into that now is part of my onboarding and something that I set up with my clients right from the get-go. This is what you can expect and let's chat through what this looks like. Yeah. And if that's not what you need, maybe go to the employee. Maybe an employee. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or like we said, there might be the opportunity to still have a contractor, but let's say it's the hours that don't align. It's just that that contractor is not the right one for you and find someone else. Absolutely. All right, Sophie, well, we have to start wrapping up for today. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So I am on Instagram at Hello Sophie Robinson. Uh, and I also have a website, www.hellosophierobinson.com. Um, that's kind of my main hub for all information about me. And if you're a wedding pro or you know a wedding pro, how maybe they can add some VA help into their business. Otherwise, just join me on Instagram. I love to hop on stories with my dog. He's always in my office working with me and um, love to share like my favorite coffee of the day and fun things over there. 
Sounds good. All right, Sophie. And then my last question that I love to ask all my guests, we've all had leaders or managers that have stood out to us, whether in our professional lives or in our personal lives. Think of a leader or manager that stood out to you and share one thing about them to us with us. Sure. Um, I would say my all-time favorite boss leader uh, manager that I've ever had was my director, Gary, at one of the big hotels that I worked for. That was my pool deck manager job. Uh, I love working for him as a leader and we are still in touch to this day because he is the type of person that will work alongside you and make you feel supported. Um, In that position, there were a lot of long days. There were a lot of crazy holiday weekends with guests. And even though I was in a manager role, I always felt that he had my back. If I needed him out helping me pick up pool chair and pool towels. He wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty. If I had a difficult moment with a client, um, he supported me and jumped right in and had my back. And I think that is so important when it comes to leadership is to feel that who you're working for will have your back. Or if you are a leader, I think that's important for you to have in mind for your employees or independent contractors or whoever is working for you that that support and that trust is there. Um, always be the person that you want to work with. So I think that's my all-time favorite thing about him. And and to this day, I just admire him for it. He's such a hard worker and he builds relationships. Sounds good. I thank you so much for sharing that, Sophie. And thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Are you getting ready to hire and you wrote a job posting for your open position, but now you're left wondering, will it attract the right candidates? Hiring isn't as simple as telling people that you're hiring and having your perfect candidate show up ready to fill the role. Hiring just doesn't work that way, especially in the current market. The best candidates only apply to the positions that appear to be the right fit for them. If they don't find a connection between their job wants and your job posting, they'll skip over and go to the next opportunity. And in many cases, the reality is it's not the job isn't what they're looking for. It's not the job posting just didn't hit the mark. So is your job posting helping candidates see that your opening is right for them? Or is it turning candidates away for all the wrong reasons? Let's find out. I am currently offering Will Your Job Posting Attract the Right Candidates audit. Through this audit, I will review your job posting and I will tell you what's working and what needs to change so you can attract your idea candidates. So if you want your job posting reviewed by an expert before it goes live, or if you have a job posting that just is not hitting the mark in the current market, sign up for an audit. Let's review it and make the changes needed so you can attract your perfect fit team member. Because remember, you can't hire a candidate who never applies for your job. And most candidates won't apply if they don't feel connected to the job posting. So let's make sure you have a job posting that will attract all the right candidates and help you make this hiring journey easier go to growingyourteam.com slash audit and sign up for your audit today. Once again, that's growingyourteam.com slash audit.